Hello, everybody. Today you have Jake and Seth describing the other half of the Barbenheimer event, Barbie. Um, this film came out on July 21st, 2023. It was directed by Greta Gerwig, written by Greta Gerwig and her husband, Noah Baumbach. The film stars Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, America Fer- Ferreira, Kate McKinnon, and others. It's a huge cast. Made for a budget of $145 million. The film has made over $1.4 billion, so basically 10 times its budget. It's wow. still in theaters, and it's one of these films like Puss in Boots that's in theaters, but still making tens of millions of dollars after it's been on home release or for weeks. Like, it's been available on Mac. So, film's doing really well. Has 88% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics and 83% from fans beyond being part of the massive Zeitgeist event, Barbenheimer and being the biggest movie of the year and being really well reviewed and and all. It's also up for a ton of awards or favored for a lot of awards. So with all that being said, Seth. Yes. What? Barbie, your thoughts, your feelings. Cause I get for anyone who can't see Seth, he doesn't look like someone who's about to movie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, first off, uh, you know, I'll preface it. This is two, um, like, late 30s dudes um, reviewing, you know, a movie clearly meant for a different demographic. Um, so, you know, but I'll still give my honest opinion about it, I guess. Um, I did think it was a very fun movie um and you know it like i think you're right it did become like kind of an event movie and i think that's why it continues to do so well uh you know when i went there were people dressed in pink and in you know crazy outfits and stuff and so it's clearly like a thing to do with friends to you know watch this movie and stuff and you know it was a social affair i guess i would say as opposed to like going to something like an indie movie that you would kind of sit by yourself in a, a dark corner and not talk to anybody you know it was it was lively um and, and the atmosphere in my theater um was definitely like upbeat and kind of like people were just kind of having fun with it which i appreciate you know i think that more movies should probably kind of go for that feel um you know being in a, a event movies i think really helps at the box office um the movie itself i thought was interesting um you know there were definitely funny moments i was laughing multiple times throughout the movie i thought kate mckinnon and will ferrell in particular were were, uh very funny in their specific roles um i thought the patriarchy subtext was you know fine you know i thought that was kind of an interesting take uh, or or something to kind of throw in there where the movie kind of lost me a bit was like in the third act where barbie has kind of like lost her identity and she doesn't know what she wants to be, and she's going to kind of shift into the real world and not live in Barbie world anymore. And at that point of the movie, I was just kind of like, I felt like they were grasping for a little too much, and I was like, you know, just kind of stay in your lane, just be a fun Barbie, like, goofy movie. Like, you don't have to go too deep. Like, I thought the patriarchy subtext, I thought, was kind of enough, Um, but then, you know, like I said, in the third act, I was like, why are we trying to go this deep on a toy? You know, it is a plastic toy. Like, I don't think there's really we don't have to get too existential about this. Like it can just be a fun movie. And so I thought I kind of lost sight of that a little bit at the end. Oh, it's interesting. You say that I thought, um, I enjoyed it. I, I saw the movie with my mom. She did not love it. Okay. So she was not in the demo. <laughs> um, although the one thing I would say is even though I, I, it's clearly made with a female audience in mind, but I do think it had 
like a four quadrant approach. Maybe not for every, maybe not the older audience, but um, I do think there was enough. Like I definitely felt like as a male, there was plenty of in there for me to enjoy with like the humor. Yeah. Now with that being said, it's a very specific humor. Like you don't need, yeah. like I don't think you need to necessarily be. You don't need to be like a rock rib conservative and not like the humor. Like you can be like, like it's where I'm going with this. It is super progressive. It is like really in your face about a lot of stuff. And I really liked it. And I thought it was like funny and just like the thing I really enjoyed most about it was I thought that it had, it just had fun with what it was doing. But at the same time, like, I do felt like it was trying to elevate the material. Like, it, like you said, like, it's just like about like a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a Barbie toy, but I think it's like, it's deeper than that. Like it's the, is the first, she's like the iconic toy, but there's, she was made by a woman, but it was like, it's been men making money off it. I don't know. Like, I think it's, I don't know. I think, I think you're a little dismissive. Oh, of, so you of, like, you like the deep aspect of it. Interesting. I did. I just thought it, I, yeah, I just thought it was a little bit, and, but, but what I thought was funny was that I, what I actually was interested in was I thought it in the third act, it kind of just became a silly fun movie, which is like, to me, like, that's where it kind of like, cause once they go back to Barbie land, like that to me is like, I felt like the crux of the film had already been yeah, like the emotional arc yeah. had occurred. She wants to go back. They're going to fix it. And like, for, but like for me, like the whole, like, dance routine and like the dance fight like the battle of the kens like that for me is what felt like silly over the top no 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 but like that to me is like i thought it was really trying to elevate it and then at the end they get in the dance off while they take back the government like that to me was like the silly cartoonish plot spot um not just say it was interesting i felt like we like kind of like diverged a bit on the third act now all that being said it's a bit of a mess of a story. Like the story is like to your, the story is ultimately, I feel like it's not really a story. It's a lesson. And like the lesson is that Barbie is like supposed to be perfect. Like the lesson I took away from it is she's still figuring herself out too. And it's like unresolved and it's open-ended and it's more this like progressive hope that she's going to be okay. than like a bot, like, tying the story in a bow being like oh this is how it ended we're all good now um but with i don't want to feel like i'm defending it because it was funny and i (laughs) liked it but um i will say this like i do like it i do think we'll get in all the oscar stuff later this this is the year where i felt like i can see the backlash of covid and production being shut down and i say that because of like not only the movies we got like long delayed movies like flash but I don't know if you agree, but there's like a real dearth of like high quality movies. Like even, yeah, I, I will. I like this movie, but it feels like it's standing head head and shoulders above the competition. And I don't know if that's because it's really that excellent, or if it's more so because it's like the really good in a mediocre field. I think it definitely. I mean, one of the things I'll say about it is like it is very different than other. Like, it's not your typical movie, even like a typical comedy. Like, I don't even. I mean, I guess if I was gonna place a genre on it, on it, I would just call it a comedy. But like again, like I said, it's not your typical comedy. It's a, it's like it exists in a different dimension, basically, and then they cross dimensions. And so, um, I, I do think like there's something about it that's like 
it just doesn't fall into a, a like a classical category or something like that. And I, I also think like you know with Greta Gerwig and just the the topic of the movie, it was very directed. Um, you know, clearly like it cleaned up with the female audience. You know what I mean? Um, and like sure maybe the older generation like people like your mother and and you know didn't gel with it i actually i saw it with my mom as well and like she didn't seem like it moved her that much i don't think she like hated it or anything but it was you know it wasn't like her favorite movie or anything like that so but i also like i could tell from the audience i was in there were people in their 20s and teens that were really enjoying it right so i think it you know it spoke to a specific audience it clearly cleaned up at the box office um but it, it, it you're right like if you compare it to other movies over the last three years, there's not a not really an apples to apples comparison you can make for it. Um, I will say too, like um, in terms of like the men watching the movie, I do think a lot of people connected with the Ryan Gosling character <laughs> and just like how kind of like slavish you can kind of feel um, when you are uh, attracted to women, I guess. Um, and then also like how empowered you feel when you kind of get drunk on patriarchy. Um, and so I thought, I mean, I, I thought Gosling was good. Um, you know, I talked to one person that was like, Gosling's going to get nominated for like a supporting actor. But I, when I watched the movie, I was like, he was funny. You know, I didn't, I don't think he was like, did anything like critically amazing. <laughs> well, so here I was going to, I think, um, I think I see where we're diverging. <laughs> I feel like you, my friend, do not respect the comedy. I th- <laughs> wow. I uh, and what I'm, I'm, I'm saying that obviously tongue in cheek, um, but one of the things is looking looking it up, and you can correct me. I don't know if Annie Hall qualifies as a comedy, but it looks like really? Paper Moon was the last like comedy, sole comedy to win, um, yeah. and that was from like 50 years ago. And then comedies in the 40s and 50s. I think there's one of the things I liked about this movie was I approached it as a comedy. And looking at it as a comedy, like, this is the hardest I've laughed in theaters in a long, like, like, outright just laughing. Now, that being said, it's not like, I think of Liar Liar, like watching that movie in theaters or American Pie. I remember seeing those movies in theaters yeah. and like falling out of my seat laughing. I wasn't like in stitches, but I was smiling so often. And like, I, I, I liked it. I thought it was a good comedy. Um, but and with that being said, like, I, as I'm jabbing you, I understand why comedies don't always win because, like, the story I think of this most relates to is Elf because it's like he goes from the candy land. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you remember, but like, yeah. there's this. And what I think that does is it's, it's like a fairy tale. I think it's like, to me, the purpose it serves is it's basically taking, literally taking the audience by the hand and being like, okay, lower your expectations. This is a comedy. Like, it's a fairy tale where, like, it's a story. Um, now, with that being said, that's great for telling a Christmas comedy with Will Ferrell, trying to say something really deeply insightful, like social commentary, maybe not the best. But yeah. I, I I like this film, but I, I treated it like a comedy. But then I, in the same hand, I'm like, I thought it did a good job with the social commentary, not on saying anything new, but on calling out the obvious in like a funny way. I think that's fair. Um and you're right. I think overall comedies are kind of overlooked when it comes to awards and stuff. Um, you know, I was like, I, I can remember watching There's Something About Mary in, in theaters, right? And people were like falling out of their chairs laughing during that movie and stuff. And it's like, did Ben Stiller deserve like a an Oscar nomination for that? I don't know. I mean, he was very funny and like, it's a very funny movie, but it's also, I can also see like, 
critically, um, like if I was on the the uh, in the academy, it's like it's hard to nominate somebody like that for a role. And so I, I mean, it, this is what I will say: it would not surprise me if this movie gets nominated for best picture, especially with the expanded ten nominations for best picture these days. Um, I would be surprised if there were like acting nominations, though. I don't think it really crossed that threshold. Um, so it's funny, I. And in again, we're like similar but just slightly different, <laughs> like the Barbies and the Kens of the world. Um, of that world, the uh, I think they're going to get a lot of nominations. I don't think they're going to win much. Do you think and they're going to get acting nominations? I think that Ryan, I, I thought Margot Robbie was, but then uh, some of the pods I listened to were basically I haven't seen any of the movies, but they were the pods I listened to were basically saying like Margot's not going to get it. Like now. That, Get, I'm speaking about random pods. I don't know. So I was really bullish on her. But then I actually, as I listen to more podcasts and people talk about the movie, she's kind of the straight man. And she's, it's yeah. really more like the, like it's not, she's not, she's, she does a great job. Don't get me wrong. I think this is one of her best films and best roles. But I thought, if anything, I thought Gosling, look at me, patriarchy coming in to steal in her movie. But I actually think what Gosling did was more impressive just from a comedic aspect, like a comedic aspect. Like, if he were a supporting character, I think he would win. But as the as the as the main actor, I think he'll get a nom. But like they're gonna win for writing, and I think they're gonna win because they're actually arguing with the Academy over. Oh, like I think they could get a like a production design nomination. I think they could get a costume nomination. Like I think they could get uh, you know those types of awards. I get. I would be surprised if Gosling got nominated. I mean, hats off to him. I would. I would just be surprised about it. I guess. So, do you think? I'm assuming that if you don't think the film, if the film is borderline, you're not looking at Greta Gerwig for best director. No, I mean, especially coming out like Oppenheimer being the last movie I saw in theaters. Also, knowing uh, Children of the Flower Moon is coming out very soon. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, maybe a nomination. I'd be very surprised if she won that award. I'm. I, I'd kind of be surprised if she got a nominee. I mean, again. I think it's interesting that people are throwing this movie out there for those types of awards, but I, I mean, again, I like my take on the movie was like I thought it should have just kind of stayed silly and goofy, um, and I don't mind it having like the patriarch, patriarchy subtext. I just thought it was trying to go a little too deep about, but I mean, I think your take is totally valid. Where it's like if you really want to elevate this genre in the movie, you kind of kind of have to do something like that. So I see that take. But that just wasn't like the the way I was feeling when I watched it. So again, personally, I don't think I'd be nominating it for like director or um, acting awards. I think some of the tech awards and best picture I could definitely see, um, which is saying a lot. I mean, for a, you know, for a comedy about a, a Mattel toy, I think that's really good. I mean, you know, compared to something like Toy Story, it got a lot of tech nominations, right? I don't know. I don't think it pulled in like a best pick nominee. And like, that's back when it was only five nominations. But again, I, you know, obviously that was a CGI movie, so it's not going to get acting nominations, but. But it's funny you say that because that invented the whole, well, it's interesting you say that because that invented the whole new category. Because people were like, there needs to be a category for these movies. And then Dark Knight expanded it. So there could be, and I'm, but this to me, I, the more we talk, I think you're right. I think we'll get some more technical achievements. And I'm not same siding this, and I'm not taking <laughs> backing off of what I said. But with, with what you're saying, because it's a little weird to be like diving to those depths, like the patriarchy, social insight depths, like 
to go all the way to the bottom and then pop right out again. Like yeah. it's like it's like they're dive bombing and not like and a hundred percent. And with that being said, one of my gripes with the film was the Will Ferrell CEO character. Like I like really? him yeah. and he's funny. Like I didn't mind him and like it's pleasant, it's fine, it's Will Ferrell. But like after when I left, you could have cut him out entirely. You could have just removed him and had the other guy step down like one one guy step over in the scene and just cut the lines in half i just didn't think he was funny and like for me the one thing i'm not rewriting it but <laughs> if the one thing that i did feel um uh, even though i just defended it to not phone to not really focus in on that character and that boardroom and go deeper into that like that's yeah. where the patriarchy lives like yeah, it's yeah. in that boardroom and That's like it point. was funny when they're like, oh, we love women. We still like well, our favorite daughters are women. Like it's they have this like one like one or two funny exchanges, but then they never go into it again. And they keep it and they literally drag them to the end of the film. Like it's just yeah. I, I will say there are definitely at, some critiques. Yeah, I, at, at times it felt a little bit like Will Ferrell karaoke. Um, like he's just mm-hmm. kind of playing the character of of Will Ferrell. Like he had some funny lines, but I think you're right. Like. I mean, it's very close to like kind of the same type of stuff he was doing in Zoolander. And so I did kind of feel like he was uh, doing a rerun of himself a little bit. Um, And you're right. I think if you're talking about patriarchy, you got to dive a little deeper into that room full of men that are controlling the toy company or whatever. So I think that's a that's a valid point as well. I will say like the Kate McKinnon character I thought was legitimately funny and I thought was like well written and just like the whole weird Barbie aspect. I thought that was really smart. The way she described the legs, like any every kid seen a Barbie like that, I just thought it was so funny. That and um, one of the like when they're driving and the car flips and like the effects for it make it seem as if like it's being manually turned by a kid almost. Like some of the effects and designs and like yeah. character touches, like with that character, really did make me like evoke memories of being a kid or like helped create that ambiance. So I. I I've only seen it once, so like I don't know how it is on rewatch. And if for a comedy, that I think that's really what makes or breaks a comedy if, if it's funny. Uh, but with that being said, I, it was funny. It's it's a little long, like that third act though. <laughs> like it's just what did you what did you think of the Michael Sarah character? That to me was a character who. That to me was a character like Will Evans. Like I feel like there. I mean Will Evans, Will Ferrell. I think something yeah. must have been left on the floor. Like yeah, maybe he, he came in and he has that. He's really in there just to have one fight scene where he beats up a bunch of the Kens, and it was just kind of blah. Like with that being said, I do think there is a a deeper message or meaning there with like Alan, the boring Alan, yeah, like, being able to kick ass and actually kind of getting shit done at the end of the day. I also think they might be trying. This is though where I'm in your camp, like is that a deeper message? Like the average guys need to team up against the patriarchy. And the other thing that kind of muddles that message is when you establish, like in the first 40 minutes that Ken's are gay and queer and all this stuff, it's not really the patriarchy as you like have established it as this right. like, like mono, just like all white old men. Right. So like, and that is, as we talk about it, we'll start to unravel a little bit. So I'm going to stop because I'm not going to let you talk me out of my score here. I'm not taking it down, but um that is, as we're talking about it, I realized I was probably being a little defensive before. If you take away the lens of a comedy, it just can quickly kind of unravel. 
Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, like it is a comedy, though. And so a lot of the stuff can be overlooked and you can kind of pull off goofy stuff. But you're right. I think there is some dive bomb in terms of like, we're going to get real serious for like a couple minutes here and try to go real deep. And then we're going to pop back up and have like Ken's fighting with beach balls and, and all kinds of weird stuff. And it's just, it, it, I mean, again, I think like I'd rather a movie attempt to do that kind of stuff than not. Um, but at the same time, I'm not sure that it all meshed together perfectly. I we're in the same boat. I think I just think it came together a little better, or I think what's more likely to be honest, I was like enchanted by the Gosling performance. Like I had heard a lot about it and I just thought it was enchanted is like a strong word, but I'm not, I was laughing almost every time he was on stage. He was, I mean, like, he was good. I won't deny that. I think he was very good. And like, like it's really a, like, his character has a transformation, right? Like he starts just kind of like in awe of Barbie and like lusting after her. Then he comes back drunk with masculine power. And then even <laughs> like after that, he kind of like, you know, becomes remorseful about the whole thing. Right. So like he, his character does have a transformation throughout the movie and he is really funny. I mean, so I give him that, but I still don't think he's getting a, a, an acting nomination. <laughs> the, the, and I think, I think both of those things can be true. I, yeah. I like, I don't. I don't think he deserves an Oscar. I just wouldn't be surprised if he won one. I agree. Although, with that being said, I can't wait for Killers of the Flower Moon. So, yeah, I'm not. There's too many movies to come out, but um, yeah. I I have. Before, I don't know if you're ready to move into final scores. I do have a question for you, though, before we move into the final stages. Yeah, hit me. Okay, this is a really serious one. Can the nation of America stop pretending that America Ferrera? is ugly or plain or normal. Like I, I just like, I know she was an ugly Betty, but like, I don't know. I thought, I thought she's good in this movie, but one thing I did have, like the longer I, the further I got away from this film and I'm not saying recast America Ferrera, but like, I feel like she was like 10 years older than her daughter. Like it just was like, she's so like, she's great. And I love her. And I, I, I don't want her to not be in the film. But I think if you're making a film, I, I, I just think you could have maybe chose. I, I, I'm talking up both sides of my mouth. <laughs> I liked America Ferrera. I, I was half joking. Like, I clearly she's beautiful, but I feel like they always kind of like. They were like her. She's yeah, she's she's supposed to come across as like the average mom type of thing, and you're right. It's like, you know, I think that's a Hollywood thing. You know what I mean? It's like the average mom in Hollywood. It would be uh, a ten. <laughs> in any small town in America. And I think she kind of falls into that category. Exactly. And I don't want to, yeah, I'm going to stop talking about how beautiful or whatever. That's not, that's <laughs> not a good look for me to be uh, scaling anyone else's uh, good looks. Um, but that was, um, the, yeah, I just, I liked her, but that was the, uh, I think, again, I was just yeah. like, she's, she's beautiful. I was like, I, I really liked her character. I, I do. I'm glad she's in the film. I actually thought she did a good job. Uh, the best thing about her is she, I thought she nailed the monologue she was given. Like, that's like really like where the movie switches from phase two to phase three or act yeah. two to three. But I liked her. Yeah. That was just one thing I, I just, in the movie, I was like, really? We're pretending like she's not beautiful? Like, this is, I, and they don't, I'm like talking out of turn. <laughs> not like they make her seem ugly, but they do try and make her seem like kind of like a haggard, tired mom. But I'm going to let it go. <laughs> very true. I, you're right, though. I think her monologue was very good. That whole speech about how, like, you know, 
you have to look pretty but not alluring um you know you have to listen to people but not talk over that and it's like women have to walk this very particular line to fill you know to succeed in a man's world type of thing and, and like her description of that i thought was excellent um and it's not fair you know when you listen to somebody kind of like vent like that you're like you know none of this is fair and so i thought that came across more genuinely than any of the other kind of like patriarchy subtext stuff i did too and i thought that was that was the film at its best and yeah not surprising it borrows a little bit from spike lee with that monologue yeah, it does. And the long monologue but when done well it, it works really well and i do i did like how they showed that the like patriarchy can also be used by women like i thought there were certain elements like done well with that um that's not really on the topic, but that we're talking. I'm going to stop going on because I'm already spiraling. Seth, is there any questions you want to talk about? Um, one question: Barbie two is this happening? When is it happening? I think it's made too much money not to. Yeah, and I, I agree. think it's either. Um, I don't. You think Gerwig comes back to do that? Does Robbie come back? Like, are they bringing the whole game back, or do you kind of like shovel it off to some new people? I well, so apparently Gerwig and Robbie were like thick as thieves. Like they were, they did this, they developed this hand in hand. Once Margot Robbie, once Mattel in the studio came to her, she chose Gerwig, and they were basically like the agreement was like let's stick together, and they had to fight for each other a few times. So I have to imagine if there's a two, to to me it's like um, Joaquin Phoenix and the Joker. If there's a two, I'm blanking on the director. He's a great director. Like, I wouldn't have expected... Before the movie came out, I'd say there wouldn't be a sequel. After it made a billion dollars, yeah. I think there's going to be... like. Yeah. But what I actually think they'll do is I think they'll do Ken and bring in a different director. Like, a Ken-based sequel. And um, But if they do Barbie, I think it will be Margot and Greta. Interesting, yeah. I think, though, there's going to be some iteration of a sequel. I don't know if they'll bring the band back together or if they'll kind of, like, you know, do some new director or something but i definitely i think it, you're right it, like once a movie kind of crosses that billion dollar threshold i think the producers you know just realize there's too much money to be made regardless of who's involved they greenlit a jj abrams like racing car <laughs> game movie like it's the, the amount of things they greenlit so i have to imagine and if they're smart i mean this movie was made for 145 and like this the two things i'll say that i like about this film that reminded me of like the blockbusters, whether it's Indiana Jones, Harry Potter, Star Wars, or Marvel. Two things. First, it felt like a blockbuster with the theater and crowd being into it and like yeah. people being in costumes. Not that I do that, but like that is fun going to. Like that's usually a fun crowd. I always think of when we saw Revenge of the Sith, like that yeah. premiere. Like it, we weren't wearing Wookiee suits or had lightsabers, but it was a fun. <laughs> it was fun. an atmosphere. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. And the other thing is, this movie felt like an Avengers film just because of the star power. It's like every scene, there's like someone, it's like a yeah. hot new, like young actor, or it's like Helen Mirren doing voiceover, Rhea Perlman. Like yeah. it, it, there was a ton of star power. And I just, that was the other thing why I really liked it. I feel like I'm probably more defensive of it. It was a comedy. It was like the two old fashioned things about it were one that it's a comedy and two that it's like this big summer tentpole blockbuster and the tentpoles other stars and so i I like that i like those aspects of it and i thought the stars were great there you go want to go into our final scores me amigo sure um i'll go first um 
So I do like again. I think the movie is funny, which is like the primary objective of a comedy. Um, so it, it achieves that. It does try to do. I, I'm actually I'm gonna give it points for trying to you know have a subtext and go beyond that. Um, like I said, I don't think it all quite came together for me in the third act. Um, I think you made a valid point about like the executives not being um, sort of like attacked enough, kind of. Um, but I mean, again. For what it like for a fun blockbuster comedy in the summer, I, it achieved its goal. I'm gonna give it like a seven point two. I'm gonna give it nice. a seven. Yeah, I'm coming in a little higher. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> I'm gonna give it an eight point seven, and I and it's definitely getting a little nice. boost for me. Um, I, I'm I'm shine. I got I'm shining on this movie. I like Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, to be honest, the movie did feel long. Now, I only the movie I went to it was like forty minutes of previews, so at That's two true. hours it's not yeah. that long. But there were so many previews, it ended up kind of hurting how I like I was ready to leave by the end. <laughs> I like the film; it's fun. The third act is a bit of a mess, but if you go in just looking for like a fun comedy, I definitely you'll be very satisfied. Agreed. There you go. Good. I mean, again, two men giving Barbie good scores, you know? <laughs> Patriarchy wins. Loses. The matriarchy wins. Um, all right. Yeah, two good scores. Seth, you want to say goodbye to your friends? Goodbye, friends. <laughs>